Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita and today's topic is chapter 4, text 1. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya, Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupah Kadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahaganaraghunathanvitam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripa sindhubhya evacha Paditanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Namo om Vishnu padaya Krishna prashthaya bhutale Shrimate bhakti vedanta swaminiti namine Namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine Nirvishesha sunyavati paschatya deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita Chapter 4, Text 1 of Bhagavad Gita. The topic is the history of the Bhagavad Gita, how old it is. Let's chant word to word Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Imam. Vivasvate Yogam Proktavan Aham Avyayam Vivasvan Manave Praha Manu Ikshvakave Abravit Please repeat line by line. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Imam Vivasvate Yogam Proktavanaham Avyayam Vivasvan Manave Praha Manurikshvakave Bravit Shri Bhagavan Uvacha 
इमं विवस्वते योगं प्रोक्तवानहमव्ययं विवस्वान मनवे प्राहं मनुरिक्ष्वाकवे ब्रवीत श्री भगवानु वाच इमं विवस्वते योगं प्रोक्तवानहमव्ययं विवस्वान मनवे प्राहं मनुरिक्ष्वाकवे ब्रवीत Shri Bhagavan Vacha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Imam, this, Vivasvate, unto the Sun God, Yogam, the signs of one's relationship to the Supreme, Proktavan, instructed, Aham, I, Avyayam, imperishable, Vivasvan, Vivasvan, the Sun God's name, Manave unto the father of mankind of the name Vaivasvata. Praha told Manuhu, the father of mankind, Ikshvakave unto King Ikshvaku. Abravit said. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Kijai. Translation The personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, said. I instructed this imperishable signs of yoga to the sun god Vivasvan and Vivasvan instructed it to Manu, the father of mankind and Manu in turn instructed it to Ikshvaku. <coughs> Purport Herein we find the history of the Bhagavad Gita traced from a remote time when it was delivered to the royal order of all planets beginning from the sun planet. The kings of all planets are especially meant for the protection of the inhabitants and therefore the royal order should understand the signs of Bhagavad Gita in order to be able to rule the citizens and protect them from material bondage to lust. So, as we can see here, the Bhagavad Gita that was spoken by Lord Krishna 5000 years ago to Arjuna was to a king. Arjuna was a king. And, um, when he spoke to Vivaswan, he said, in this first, in his own words, I spoke the same signs to the sun god, Vivaswan. And Vivaswan also is the king of the sun planet. Just like the Pandavas were the kings of the earth planet. So, the leaders of the society, if they are educated in this system of transcendental knowledge, they can lead the entire population in the right way. And that is very important, especially in our current context, where nobody knows what to do and what not to do. And not knowing, at least we should not act, right? No. But the population here, they will act. And they end up acting the wrong way. So when we, when we are not sure how to act and how not to act, then we should take direction. That's when we need the spiritual master. Human life is meant to make a solution to the cycle of birth and death and everyone even though they are you know engaged in particular occupation they have to be given the chance of advancement in spiritual life and unless that is given it is actually violence it is violence to the conditioned souls so nowadays especially the leaders 
they're not educated in these things yeah. vivaswan and it has been passed down you see if you see in the translation he instructed it to vivaswan vivaswan instructed it to manu manu is the father of mankind manava man even the word english word man comes from the word manu and manava manav in hindi in any indian languages we call manav or manushya these all means the same thing the descendants of manu so the manu is another leader of mankind king he is also king and then manu in turn instructed it to ikshvaku ikshvaku comes in the surya vamsha kshatriyas there are two families of kshatriyas lineages lineages of kshatriyas one is surya vamsha kshatriyas one is chandra vamsha kshatriyas so the surya surya vamsha kshatriyas that means they are coming in the family of the sun that means like this vivaswan and descendants of him and um ramachandra bhagwan he came in the surya vamsha kshatriya family descendant of ikshvaku you know um aja and then there is finally there is dash i i forgot all the names i think there is ayushman i think and then aja and then finally king dasharath and ramachandra he comes in that lineage and krishna appear in the chandravamsha kshatriyas that means the chandra means the moon so descending from the moon god those kshatriyas so krishna appeared in that um, family so in this way um these kings they were aware of you know the religious principles and they ruled and they guided everyone in the proper path you see it is said in the third chapter 21st verse यद्यदाचरते श्रेष्ठस तद्तदेवेतरो जनः सयत् प्रमाणं कुरुते लोकस्तद अनुवर्तते व्हाटएवर एक्शन अ ग्रेट मैन परफॉर्म्स कॉमन मैन फॉलो एंड व्हाटएवर स्टैंडर्ड्स ही सेट्स बाय एग्जेम्पलरी एक्ट्स ऑल द वर्ल्ड परसूस सो दिस इज हाउ यू नो द लीडर शुड बी ट्रेन्ड ही शुड नो दिस थिंग्स and actually there is even more information um in the prithu maharajas if we go there i think we will try and see if we can find that it's in the fourth canto just give me a second you see how important this is it's not actually a cheap thing 421 if i'm not wrong somewhere in that chapter in the meantime i want to show you another verse from the bhagavatam 5.5.18 if you see this gurur na sasyat svajano na sasyat pitana sasyat jananina sasyat daivam na tatsyan na patischa sasyan namo chayedya samupetam mrityum one who cannot deliver his dependents from the path of repeated birth and death should never become a spiritual master a relative a father a husband a mother or a worshipable demigod so here in the category of worshipable demigod even the king also is counted among them uh, <clears throat> in fact king in the vedic uh, culture is known as naradeva naradeva means god among men that means he is the representative of god in the human society 
that means he should conduct the entire country in the exact same way as God will do if he is here. Ramarajyam as they say. <coughs> Ramarajya means the kingdom of Lord Ram. He set an example how to rule a kingdom. He set the example of how to be an ideal human being, an ideal king. These examples he set. And we have to take examples and inspiration from these role models. These should be the role models of society. Ram, uh, Ramachandra Bhagavan, Yudhishthir Maharaj, Arjuna, Parikshit Maharaj, Prithu Maharaj, Pralad Maharaj, Bali Maharaj. These are the leaders of society, real role, mod- role models. So here it is said in the Bhagavatam you can see that unless one can deliver the dependence from the cycle of birth and death, he should not accept this position. Because by doing so, he will incur sin. Now we will see that, this is actually explained, that's what I wanted to show you in this 4th um, Kanto, 21st chapter. It said, once again, Ah, you see here, four twenty-one twenty-four. Four twenty-one twenty-four. You see this. King Prithu is speaking this. Ya udharet karam raja prajadharme shvasak ashikshayan. Prajanam Shamalam Bhungte Bhagam Chasvam Jahati Saha Translation Any king who does not teach his citizens about their respective duties in terms of Varna and Ashrama but who simply exacts tolls and taxes from them is liable to suffer for the impious activities which have been performed by the citizens. In addition to such degradation, the king also loses his own fortune. You see, he, ha- he is liable to suffer for the impious activities which have been performed by the citizens. And you see in the translation, I mean purport, sorry. It's very important. A king, governor or president should not take the opportunity to occupy his post without also discharging his duty. We, uh, he must teach the people within the state how to observe the divisions of Varna and Ashrama. If a king neglects to give such instructions and is simply satisfied with levying taxes, then those who share in the collection, namely all the government servants and head of the state, are liable to share in the impious activities of the general masses. You see, when we take money from someone and if it is not used in Krishna's service, we will have to suffer for the money that we have taken because we are taking the karma also. There was one incident uh, where this um, gynecologist, doctor, he came and gave a donation to Prabhupada's disciples. And um, the Prabhupada's disciple uh, came to Prabhupada and said, Oh, this donation was given by the um, a, a doctor who is a gynecologist. Prabhupada said, Quick, quickly put in the donation box. He said, I don't want to touch this money because it's so much sin. Taking money from you know a person whose occupation is so full of sin, is is a is a great karma you know acceptance of that so here if one just levies taxes and then and all those who share in the collection 
namely all the government servants and the head of the state, are liable to share in the impious activities of the general masses. The laws of nature are very subtle. For example, if one eats in a place which is very sinful, he shares in the resultant reaction of the sinful activities performed there. Now, taking money is one thing. You see now, the laws of nature are very subtle. You see this? If one eats in a place which is very sinful, you can't just say, um, suppose your friends are all going to the McDonald's and in the McDonald's there is meat and everything served. So, we can't sit down there. Even if, suppose our friends are sitting there and we just go and eat our own prasadam, we don't eat the McDonald's food, but if we go and eat there, we will share the resultant reactions of that place. Therefore, we should not even go and eat in a restaurant. Uh, because we share that reaction from there. Uh, even though it is vegetarian or non-vegetarian, it is not prasadam. Therefore, it is contaminating. And therefore, it is said here, if one eats in a place which is very... He shares in the resultant reaction of the sinful activities performed there. If he eats in a place which is very sinful. So, it is a Vedic system, therefore, for a householder to call Brahmanas and Vaishnavas to eat at sacrificial sorry, eat at ceremonial performances in his house because the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas can immunize him from sinful activities. So, when the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas come and eat in a householder's place, they remove the sinful activities of that place. But it is not the duty of rigid Brahmanas and Vaishnavas to accept invitations everywhere. This is important. And that's why sometimes... Um, People sometimes feel a little offended when they invite us and we say we, we can't come because we can't eat and they feel offended. But the thing is this, that we can't, according to our rules, we can't accept invitations from everywhere. That's why our rule is that if somebody is initiated, uh, his house we will go. Or if somebody is not initiated, so <laughs> the adjustment that we do is we prepare the prasadam here and then we will take it there. If sub, sub, some function is there. Sometimes, especially among Indians, Hindus, they have this culture. It's waning, but you know, some people are still there. They invite the sadhus, and you know, they have, they want to have some Bhagavad Gita, you know, um, session and some question and answers, some kirtan. So we do that, and then if they are not devotees and they are not initiated, then we bring the prasadam, and we distribute prasadam to everybody there, because they will invite their own friends and neighbors and colleagues and everybody. So, in this way we do. Otherwise, we don't eat cook, uh, food cooked by them. Hmm. If somebody is chanting, you know, uh, offering the food, Krishna, and you know, is serious about taking initiation or who has taken initiation, uh, yes, then it can be considered. If they have to be chanting, and preferably 16 rounds, that is the best. Hmm. <clears throat> Otherwise, we will cook the food in the temple. That's how we do it here, you know, in, in Singapore. There is of course no objection to taking parts, taking part in feasts in which prasad is distributed. See, hmm. if prasadam is distributed, that is there is no objection in that. There are many subtle laws which are practically unknown to people in general, but the Krishna consciousness movement is very scientifically distributing all this Vedic knowledge for the benefit of the people of the world. Now, next verse also explains this point. 
तत्प्रजाभ्रतृपिंडाथम स्वाथमेवासूयव कुरताधोक्षजिमेनुग्रह Actually, there's one more verse which I wanted to show. Anyway, we'll read the translation here. Prithumaraj continued, Therefore, my dear citizens, for the welfare of your king, after his death, you should execute your duties properly in terms of your positions of Varna and Ashrama and should always think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within your hearts. By doing so, you will protect your own interests and you will bestow mercy upon your king for his welfare after death. See? How there's a full cooperation. It's just like a family. The king and the whole citizens is just like a family. And not just family means, you know, spiritual family. It's based on the, the instructions of Krishna are the real uh, driving factor and then the, the, the unifying factor. I still wanted to show another verse. Let me search for that. It's in that same chapter. Hmm, no. It's in that same chapter actually. <coughs> okay, we'll go back to this. Because I wanted to show you one verse that one-sixth of the... You know? Sins and piety of the citizens will go to the king, you know? That is stated here. Hmm. No, it's not here. I don't know. Somewhere it is there. I think in the 20th chapter, maybe not this chapter. I don't know. Anyway, if you can find that, please put it in the comments. We will visit that later. The king accepts one-sixth of the uh, piety or you know sin that the citizens commit. So, just imagine the one-sixth of all the citizens of the country. That's a lot to deal with, you know. Therefore, one must be very careful when he is leading, he has to lead the public properly. Therefore, even Prithumaraj is saying that, you know, um, for the welfare of your king, perform your activities in Varna and Ashrama you know, and devotional service to Krishna. So, he is instructing them like that. So, we should not become a leader if we are not confident of, you know, delivering our dependence. In other words, if we have accepted the the responsible positions of leaders, then we have to fulfill the necessities, the fulfill the um, rules of that position. We have to deliver the dependent. Now, going back, yeah, maybe another verse before we go. You see, 12, 1, 40, 39 and 40. It is said, Sthribala godvijagnascha paradaradhanadhritaha uditastam mitapraya 
अल्पसत्वाल्पकायुषः असंस्कृताः क्रियाहीना रजसा तमसावृता प्रजास्ते भक्षयिष्यती म्लेच्छाराजन्यूपिण These barbarians in the guise of kings will devour the citizenry. This is actually the predictions for Kaliyuga. These barbarians in the guise of kings will devour the citizenry, murdering innocent women, children, cows, and brahmanas, and coveting the wives and property of other men. They will be erratic in their moods, have little strength of character, and be very short-lived. Indeed, not purified by any Vedic rituals and lacking in the practice of regulatory principles, they will be completely covered by the moods of passion and ignorance. So this is how. Kaliyuga society is structured, so therefore it is very difficult to to um, push forward the Krishna consciousness movement. <laughs> Even the very uh, fact that we are existing in this world, the Krishna consciousness movement, is just by the mercy of Prabhupada, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Krishna. Otherwise, you know, nobody is willing to accept. Actually, very, very, very rarely we do do we find people who. readily accept this process hmm. now purport herein we find the history of the bhagavad gita bhagavad gita traced from a remote time when it was delivered to the royal order of all planets beginning from the sun planet the kings of all planets are specific are especially meant for the protection of the inhabitants when we say protection of the inhabitants is not just materially now for example now in this covid situation governments are doing something to protect their citizenry in a material ways that is also the duty of the government but even more important than that is the spiritual protection of the citizens their life should not you know be wasted their human forms of life should not be wasted in animalistic propensities and for that they have to ensure a system where everybody will be engaged in krishna conscious activities even though they may be engaged in work for example some people have to work like brahmanas some people kshatriyas some people vaishyas some people shudras according to their um, guna and karma according to their quality and work they will be assigned particular task and everybody will be will be employed actually there will be no unemployment problem if we have the varnashram system in place now there is so much demand uh, supply for shudra jobs and there is not enough jobs there and people are worrying that you know what if the jobs go ra- run out and then they are they are afraid of the machines that will probably take over the humans jobs and then humans will have nothing to work for i mean They cannot work. So these things can be solved easily um, by employing in the um, manner of the Varnashram system. That is very very scientific. So those who are priestly, uh, they must be as priests. And employment means it's not that they get a salary for that. No, they have to you know just on donations whatever they get, and then whatever is needed to them, they will take. The rest they will give as prasadam distribution, or if they get money or something, uh, they will you know. Uh, engage in you know printing books and distribution and spreading of harinam organizing festivals and getting everybody together and you know create a festive atmosphere and worship krishna like just like jagannath ratha yatra which unfortunately we cannot do this year because of the virus situation but otherwise last sunday the 14th 
of June was supposed to be the Rath Yatra festival. So that would have been the biggest day of the of the year for us. So that's how the festival should be organized. And then everybody comes together and then we chant Hare Krishna and then some people buy books, some people serve in different, different ways the Krishna consciousness movement and thus they make advancement. So this is the job of Brahmanas to organize all these things, to organize, you know, the hearing of Harinam and chanting of Harinam and also the distribution of knowledge and prasadam. And then the Kshatriyas, they execute, you know, they of course work under the guidance of Brahmanas and then they take advice, instruction from the Brahmanas according to the Vedas and then they in turn rule the country according to those principles. They will construct temples, they will have funds, like you know every year there is a budget of the government. So there used to be huge budgets for building temples and organizing these festivals. Because Brahmanas don't have any money, how, how, how are they going to uh, organize all the festivals? The government used to, I mean the king who is the Rajarshi, who is the sage and king at the same time, he would you know, have a huge portion of the budget for dissemination of spiritual culture. And with that, so many problems will automatically be taken care of. Like crime, you know, um, like what is this, uh, family welfare activities. All these things wouldn't be e- even necessary. Of course, there will be some people who will be criminal. That is still there. That facility is also there. But we will not have an overwhelming uh, rate of criminality, of um, cheating, lies and, you know, all kinds of um, substance abuse you know, or alcoholism, all these things, even meat-eating. Actually, present-day governments, they don't even consider meat-eating as a, as a problem. They think it's just food industry. But no, it is completely sinful. Maharaj Parishit was so alert not to allow any of these four sinful activities. No meat-eating, no illicit sex, no gambling, no intoxication. This was his kingdom. He was very alert. When he saw one, you know, man was, you know, trying to kill a cow, Oh, he immediately took out his sword to punish him. Then, of course, he surrendered and said, no, no, please don't kill me. I am also your subject. Please give me a place to stay. And he said, you stay wherever these four sinful activities are. Actually, he was the personification of Kali, that man. So, you stay wherever the, you know, the four sinful activities are there. He said, uh, thank you, but there is no such place in your kingdom. Where can I stay? Okay, you stay where there is, there is money. So, because where there is money... Uh, then there, all these four sinful activities will be there. So, in this way, Kali was given uh, facility to give, uh, to stay where there is money, when there is gold. So, wherever there is money, there is all these sinful, react- I mean, sinful activities going on. So, <clears throat> that is the present state of affairs. But, um, the kings of those times, they used to be perfect, so alert. See, from a remote time, the history of Bhagavad Gita, from a remote time when it was delivered to the royal order of all planets, beginning from the sun planet. And sun planet is the king of all planets, as we will see later on in the purport. The kings of all planets are especially meant for the protection of the inhabitants and therefore the royal order should understand the signs of Bhagavad Gita in order to be able to rule the citizens and protect them from material bondage to lust. So they have to be educated in this. The world leaders are meeting for peace and unity, but there is fighting going on. Just recent, like yesterday, Monday, fight between India and China. So these things will keep on happening. 
until people understand especially the leaders and once the leaders understand then it will scale and all the population will be um, made aware of these principles so therefore they must be trained there has to be a spiritual education and that's why it is said in the gita mahatmya by adi shankaracharya he said eko shastram ekam eko shastram devaki putra geetam ekam shastram ya ekam ekam shastram devaki putra geetam eko devo devaki putra eva eko mantrastasya namani yani karmapyekam tasya devasya seva this is the last verse seven verses he he composed about um, bhagavad gita the glories of bhagavad gita and <laughs> prabhupada actually quoted this in the introduction he says in this present day people are very much eager to have one scripture one god one religion and one occupation therefore ekam shastram devaki putra geetam let there be one scripture only one common scripture for the whole world bhagavad gita now you may say oh that is sectarian or oh, that is just one one scripture there what about the other scriptures every other scripture whatever you can find in all other scriptures in this world is found in bhagavad gita also and here we have even things which are not even found otherwise other in other places so much information is packed in this bhagavad gita 700 verses and therefore it is said ekam shastram devaki putra geetam let there be one scripture bhagavad gita eko devo devaki putra eva let there be one god for the whole world shri krishna and when we say shri krishna is the same as allah or christ or jehovah is the same person it's just different names of the same person shri krishna is the complete name of god that's it because it involves every other name because all attractive every other name of the lord indicates one or more of his opulences like almighty means the person who has all the might and all the strength in the world and um what is it buddha means all, the enlightened one one who has all the knowledge in the world so in this way they are signifying one or more of the opulences of krishna but when we say krishna it includes everything because bhagwan the, the definition of bhagwan as given in the vishnu puran by parashar muni it is that aishwaryasya samagrasya viryasya yashasya shriya gyana vairagya yoschaiva shannam bhaga itingana so six opulences aishwaryasya wealth uh, strength um, fame beauty knowledge and renunciation so these six um, opulences the person who has them in complete infinite quantity complete fullness Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate That is Purnam, infinite quantity. Even if you take out infinite from Krishna, still infinite will be remaining. That is Krishna. So, um, therefore Krishna means all attractive. He has all these things in infinite quantity which attract everyone irresistibly. That is Krishna. <coughs> eko mantrastasya namani and one hymn one mantra one prayer the chanting of his name now people have so many prayers and also sometimes slogans you know they chant nowadays they are chanting the black lives matter or you know they are chanting um 
I mean various things always at different times at different times they have different slogans they have all these you know uh, placards and you know like flags and you know all these kind of different kinds of um, display <laughs> same if you see our Rathyatra and all that the Hare Krishna mantra banner is displayed and then the flags you know the everything colorful related to Krishna that is different from another materialistic slogan uh, slogan so they have those slogans we have our shloka uttama shloka <laughs> so our our slogan slogan is our shloka our topmost shloka mahamantra which is hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare so this is our eko mantra this let there be one slogan one shloka one mantra one hymn whatever you may call it one let that be the holy name of krishna karma piyekam tasya devasya seva and let there be one work only the service of the supreme personality of godhead now of course the service to supreme personality of godhead can be variegated so many types of services now although we are speaking here this about bhagavad gita but so many devotees uh, they are doing different different you know services in the temple some doing you know deity worship cooking fundraising and distribution of books distribution of prasadam all these things organization of festivals you know all these things different different um, uh, sometimes you know prabhu you know, like you know, sundagopal prabhu he goes to other countries and opens more uh, temples and you know uh, starts more and more uh, preaching centers so that is another. so so many varieties of seva but it is karma piyekam one work one work and that is tasya devasya seva the service to the supreme personality because all services are non different it's not that one service is greater than another of course preaching krishna said that that is the greatest service but still even dressing the deities nicely is also preaching because the people who would come to the temple and see and get attracted and that would get them more to the temple and in that way they associate with devotees more and, and interact more and you know come for the classes take prasadam engage in other services so in this way it starts so everything is preaching cooking nicely is also preaching because they will nicely eat prasadam wow this prasadam is so nice i must come back that is good nothing wrong in fact in the beginning of the mo- everybody actually most of the people come to this temple for prasadam myself included <laughs> i came for prasadam i mean of course i was also interested in the knowledge but you know as a student it was an irresistible offer for me because i don't know how, i did not know how to cook and i was studying and all that so i needed good food and i did not have and i was growing thin and thin and thin and thinner um and i was very worried at one point that you know what will happen whatever i'm trying to eat you know buy some bread you know and I'll try to eat uh, that time i was not a devotee yet so i was buying all the outside bread and all that but you know it was not filling so when i saw the <laughs> Uh, big you know so many items in the temple and every day they were distributing every day and actually it was like um 2 and you can eat as much as you like but somehow i was a student and i did not even know and it was not very intentional but it just like happened like that for me somehow i was never asked a payment i was always eating free at the temple and so much <laughs> i would go to the college and come to in the evening to the temple it was very far from my house very far i was staying at sembawang i don't know for those of you who are in singapore you will know i was staying at sembawang 
Sembawang is like right at the north of the Singapore and our temple was at Little India at the time which is like um, I would say um, 40 kilometers or 35 kilometers and I used to go every day to get prasadam of course I do not have to walk I mean there is public transport but still I mean that's <laughs> long way to go every day I used to go to the temple because of prasadam and like that I was I was attracted and I was started I, I started spending time in the temple I chanted in the temple I read in the temple I spoke to devotees and engaged in services in this way so even prasadam cooking nicely is also preaching and book distribution is preaching so everything is actually connected to preaching hmm. so every and collecting funds that is also for preaching you know to maintain the temple to organize festivals to expand the movement and um, print books everything so much Lakshmi is required to serve Krishna so and <laughs> even when Prabhupada's uh, time uh, he, when he was in the early days in 1966 when he was in the second avenue um, New York 26 second avenue the storefront and he alone at the age of 71 just imagine he was cooking everything and Prabhupada said he was cooking for at least 200 people Every, where he got the ingredients and how he would spend so much time cooking and they, he would nice feast you know you know like rice, dal, sabji, chapati and kachoris and sweets and the gulab jamuns he used to make they used to eat and just lost themselves in the gulab jamun they never had anything like that in their lives so Prabhupada called it the iskon bullet you know the bullet you know like you, you shoot that and then the person becomes in trance and then he joins the movement it was like that and um, you know, I think Satsvarup Goswami at the time, he was he was a hippie at the time and he, was, he had this big beard and all that and he used to eat gulab jamuns like anything and all the syrup was on all on his beard and all that and it was unclean and unkempt but you know, he enjoyed it and eventually became a devotee and like that, so many joined because of prasadam so all these things are service so karma pekam dasa devasa seva this has to be done in fact, Yamaraj says that if one does not do this. 6.3.29 Actually, 6.3.28 also is nice. 6.3.28 Tanana yadhvam asato vimukhan mukunda Padaravinda makaranda rasada jasram Nishkinchanaihi paramaham sakulaira sangair Paramahamsas are exalted persons who have no taste for material enjoyment and who drink the honey of the Lord's lotus feet. My dear servants, bring to me for punishment only persons who are averse to the taste of that honey, who do not associate with Paramahamsas and who are attached to family life and worldly enjoyment which form the path to hell who are attached to family life, you know, they, where they are going, you see. <laughs> bring to me, bring to me, attachment, attachment to family members, you see where is going, where is leading us. And worldly enjoyment which form the path to hell. Now, next verse, he elaborates on it. 
जिह्वानवक्तिगवद्गुणनामेतरति तरणारविंदम कृष्णा नो नमतिरेकदाध्वसो विष्णुकृत्यान मीन्स दूटीज ऑफ टूवर्ड्स विष्णु विच आर द ओनली ड्यूटीज इन ह्यूमन लाइफ यू सी दैट नाउ ट्रांसलेशन माई डियर सर्वेंट्स प्लीज ब्रिंग टू मी ओनली दो सिंफुल पर्सन हू डो नॉट यूज देयर टंग्स टू चांद द होली नेम एंड क्वालिटीज ऑफ कृष्णा whose hearts do not remember the lotus feet of krishna even once and whose heads do not bow down even once before lord krishna send me those who do not perform their duties toward vishnu which are the only duties in human life karma karma pekam tasya devasya seva this is the point that send me those who do not perform their duties toward vishnu which are the only duties in human life please bring me all such fools and rascals This is Yamaraj's order to his servants. So, if we want an appointment with Yamaraj, we can do this. Never chant Hare Krishna. Never bow down to Krishna. Don't perform any duties to Krishna. Then, yes, you. Then we can have nice appointment with Yamaraj. So. so this is the one um the geeta mahatmya seventh verse now the kings of all planets are especially meant for the protection of the inhabitants materially and spiritually and protection means protection materially means from enemy kings enemies and also within the state when there is some crime suppose somebody does a crime then the king will punish him he will give him a sentence so all this is under the jurisdiction of the king so protection means within uh, civil law and when there is some external king that is you know coming to attack then he must protect and fight and um, spiritually by in having a very strong spiritual culture uh, and giving the brahmanas full facility to do that that is how we can ensure spiritual protection for his inhabitants human life is meant for cultivation of spiritual knowledge in eternal relationship with the supreme personality of godhead and the executive heads of all states and all planets are obliged to impart this lesson to the citizens by education culture and devotion you see that executive heads of all states and all planets are obliged to impart this lesson to the citizens by education culture and devotion now education like in the gurukul system that was there before perfect and also culture and we have different aspects of culture like dance music art forms i mean there are so many uh, so with all those talents one must give facility for the people to serve krishna Um, instead of giving licenses to movies which are like vulgar and you know spreading hate or you know uh, spreading unnecessary i mean even sometimes frivolous because nowadays the youth they are watching these movies and they are having all kinds of wild ideas based on those movies you know and um, this has to be taught i mean they have to be taught real lessons in life uh, 
like what is who are we and where do we come from so if the leader should be aware of this and they must impart knowledge education based on this principles and culture and devotion there has to be nice temples and even if there like prabhupada said even that even if muslim or christians everybody should be given their place of worship and let them worship and the government should also oversee whether they are worshiping according to the scripture or not whether they are following all the rules or not uh, if they are callous to the to the following of uh, whether they are following or not then in the name of religion irreligion will be propagated and then everything will be topsy turvy yeah. then th- that is the reason why in today's society religion is pretty much on the back seat or preferably out of the scene totally but that will create a huge you know um outrage so they're tolerating it because it is not being relevant uh, because the leaders they have to teach nicely that you know like like what prabhupada taught us it is a very practical system that can be utilized in our lives and you know become you know how he prabhupada showed that he made them devotees and he said he proudly said i have made them from hippies to happies you know <laughs> everybody wants to be happies you know but they thought that by becoming a hippie they will become happy but they did not and the prabhupada always said you know whenever he you know he was asked by some state um, politician or diplomat or something like that then he always said this that i have made them from hippies to happies you know so that is possible by spiritual culture in other words the executive heads of all states are intended to spread the science of krishna consciousness so that people may take advantage of this great science and pursue a successful path utilizing the opportunity of the human form of life nowadays also the governments they try to have some you know um what is that they they try to make their people you know pursue a successful path utilizing the opportunity of their universities and all that but that's not going to go anywhere you know it will not ensure a happy life at all happy life means of spiritual realization that is that is what human life is meant for otherwise we are just in animal platform we are not even humans in this millennium now we are going to the history of the bhagavad gita how old this actually is we know that bhagavad gita was spoken about 5100 years ago that was the last time it was spoken it is not the only time it was spoken therefore in the bhagavad gita itself in this today's verse there is reference where krishna is telling that i spoke the same signs arjuna to the sun god on the sun planet now i am speaking to you on earth planet now you see in this millennium the sun god is known as vivaswan the king of the sun which is the origin of all planets within the solar system in the brahma samhita 5.52 it is stated यक्षुरेश सविताकलग्रहामूर्तिशेषतेमतिमृतकालचक्रो गोविंदमादिपुरुषम तमहम भजामी वर्षिप लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा सेड द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड गोविंद कृष्ण हू इज द ओरिजिनल पर्सन एंड ऑन द हूज ऑर्डर द सन विच इज द किंग ऑफ ऑल प्लैनेट्स 
is assuming immense power and heat. The sun represents the eye of the Lord and traverses its orbit in obedience to his order. The sun is the king of all king of the planets and the sun god at the at present of the name Vivaswan rules the sun planet which is controlling all other planets by supplying heat and light. Not only do we know that the sun planet has civilization but we also know the ruler of that planet and his name as well. That much information is what you will get if you take to Vedas. If you take knowledge from Krishna. We will have so much information. How else? I mean, how can, how can the scientists ever know this? How can the scientists? They are trying to go to Mars, Moon. They are not even finding anybody there. They are not even finding anybody. Because first of all, I mean, even ghosts they cannot see. <clears throat> what to speak of beings higher than the ghosts? Huh? They are invisible. They are very subtle. They ha- their, bodies, their bodies are much more subtler than on the earth. But they think that life should be as it is found on the earth. That is their fault. Uh, but there is life. But you see how much information we have. We don't need to have spacecraft. We don't have, need to have nothing. We just need to have the Bhagavad Gita book with us. All knowledge is there. And even more detail in Bhagavatam. And there is more detail also in Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, you see, how much um, knowledge is there for us? Just by sitting. So, and the sun is called the king. Raja Samastha Suramurti Rasesha Teja. So, is the king of all planets. Because on the sun is the maintainer of everything. Just like the king is the maintainer of his you know subjects so similarly the the king of all planets sun maintains the life on every single planet like in this planet for example if there is no sun there is no life because the plants take sunlight and whether one eats meat or whether one is vegetarian or whatever he must depend on plants even if he is is eating meat that animal which eats meat has to eat plants so in this way, one has to depend on plants and that plant will be depending on the sunlight. So without sun, there is no life. So he is maintaining the life on all planets. Now, if the, if the planet which is maintaining life on all planets, uh, sun, I mean, do you think in the sun there is no life? Huh? The planet which is maintaining the life of all planets in that planet there is no life. How can that be? That is so foolish. We think that, oh, at millions of degrees of Celsius, nobody can live. Yeah, we cannot live with this body. But they have bodies suitable to live there. Just like we can't live in the water, but there are fish which have bodies suitable to live there. Similarly, there is a body suitable to live in the in the fiery planet of the sun. They have bodies made of fire. In fact, Durvasamuni, you know, when he wanted to kill Ambarish Maharaj, he took out one strand of his hair and threw it down and you know chanted one mantra and then the big fire demon came and his body was fully fire. So that is a being there. So like that in the in the in the sun planet they have bodies to live there comfortably and they're not like you know very hot. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> they are happy and you know completely at peace. You know no problems. 
so uh, the sun god rules the sun planet which is controlling all of the planets by supplying heat and light he is rotating under the order of krishna and lord krishna originally made vivaswan his first disciple to understand the signs of bhagavad gita actually to be very honest even this vivaswan is not the first time that he spoke when brahma was born to brahma he spoke this what he spoke same things aham eva samevagre so he said i am the origin of everything i am the maintainer of everything i am the uh, and even after everything is finished i remain so the same things he is saying aham sarvasya prabhavo matta sarvam pravartate in bhagavad gita he is saying so he this the knowledge is always coming down wherever there is chance the lord is speaking the lord only cited one example of sun god in fact to be very honest he spoke so many times to so many he spoke to brahma he spoke to lord shiva he spoke to narad muni also he spoke to lakshmi he spoke to the who is that kumaras i think did, did, did you say that so he spoke to bali maharaj prahlad maharaj so many examples where the lord spoke directly to the devotees and uddhava arjuna so many times <clears throat> so of course here he he mentioned the sun god um but he has spoke this many many times he is so even if we take just this example of sun god even then we can find the history of the bhagavad gita like this you see he is rotating under the order of krishna in fact the orbit of the sun is also described in the shrimad bhagavatam it, it moves at the sun planet moves at 16000 kilometers a second 16000 kilometers per second is the speed of the sun planet so that is also described so on, that is happening by the you know order of krishna in fact there is one nice verse 32542 i guess madbhayadvati vatoyam suryastapati madbhayat varshatindro dahatyagnir mrityuscharate madbhayat lord kapila is saying who is the incarnation of krishna he is saying it is because of my supremacy that the wind blows out of fear of me the sun shines out of fear of me and the lord of the clouds indra sends forth showers out of fear of me and when that fear was a little bit disturbed and he was too, a little too proud and he sent the torrents of rain on vrindavan krishna taught him the lesson oh i am the master you know krishna so showed to indra you are not the master you are my servant yeah. don't act like you are the master and i am your servant he, he showed him so indra sends forth showers out of fear of me fire burns out of fear of me and death goes about taking its toll out of fear of me you see how by the order of krishna everything is working fire burns we all know fire burns that's the law so who put the law in place that it's completely um so stringent that it doesn't even see whether the child or what it doesn't see the fire will burn by the order of krishna the fire burns so the sun is also shining out of fear of krishna out of the his uh, by his order that is exactly stated here yasyagnya bhramati sambhratakala chakro the sun is moving in its orbit because of the order of krishna <clears throat> on the order of krishna so 
Lord Krishna originally made Vivaswan his first disciple to understand the science of Bhagavad Gita. The Gita is not therefore a speculative treatise for the insignificant mundane scholar, but is a standard book of knowledge coming down from time immemorial. Nowadays, people take Gita very cheaply. They misinterpret Gita in so many ways. And recently, our own dressed in Hare Krishna clothing, one 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 so-called devotee, he also misrepresented Gita very badly on a public platform, of which I think we will make a video soon. Uh, very very soon. Um, unfortunate, but many people are doing this. They are misrepresenting it. It is not a it is not a book to be messed around with. It is very very sacred, and any tampering with it, with its message is sacrilege we can't allow that we can't allow that and therefore you know Srila Prabhupada he, he presented Bhagavad Gita the, the, as it is that is actual presentation of Bhagavad Gita every other presentation of Bhagavad Gita if it's not by a pure Vaishnava it is contaminated the Gita is not therefore a speculative treatise for the insignificant mundane scholar but is a standard book of knowledge coming down from time immemorial. It's not just a new creation, you know. Or maybe sometimes they say it is is an outdated, you know. You know what, Bhagavad Gita is, um, is not for us. It, it was spoken in Dwapar Yuga. Sometimes, what? Recently one Prabhu told me that. He said, Prabhu, Bhagavad Gita is for Dwapar Yuga Prabhu. Kali Yuga is not possible. We cannot follow all the Bhagavad Gita principles. It's not for Kali Yuga. Huh? Sanatan Dharma means what? The Dharma doesn't change. Whether past, present, future will be the same only. That's why he said, Krishna said in the 4th chapter, 3rd verse, what he said? Sa evayam mayatedya yogaha proktaha puratanaha bhakto sime sakhacheti rahasyam hiyetaduttamam that very ancient science of the relationship with the Supreme is today told by me to you because you are my devotee as well as my friend and can therefore understand the transcendental mystery of this science. That very ancient science. He did not say, Arjuna, you know what? I spoke to Sun God, but that you know that was like very long ago. Now times have changed. So I will I am speaking to you something new which I did not speak to Sun God. No, he did not say that. Yoga Prokta Puratanaha. That same old thing which I spoke, same thing I am repeating now, Arjuna. That's why you will, whether you see Prahlad Maharaja's words, or Krishna's words, or Uddhava's words, or Maitreya Muni's words, Shukadeva Goswami's words, Parikshit Maharaj's words, Arjuna's words, Yudhishthir Maharaj's words, any Dhruva Maharaj's words, any Narad Muni's, you see wherever, there is no contradiction. There is no contradiction. Because it is the same thing. They never say that uh, something new now. No. So, it's not outdated. It is never outdated. In fact, it is undated. It, is, it, is, it cannot. It is evergreen. There is no date. There is, it is not that it is not relevant at a certain point of time. No, it is always relevant. That is Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> now you see, in the Mahabharata, Shanti Parva, 348th chapter verses 51 and 52 we can trace out the history of the Gita as follows Treta Yuga Dau Chatato Vivasvan Manaveda Dau Manushchaloka Bhrityartham Suta Yekshvaka Veda Dau 
इक्ष्वाकुणाच कथितो व्याप्य लोकानवस्थितः Translation In the beginning of the millennium known as Treta Yuga, this science of the relationship with the Supreme was delivered by Vivaswan to Manu. Manu being the father of mankind gave it to his son Maharaj Ikshvaku. The king of this earth planet and forefather of the Raghu dynasty in which Lord Ramachandra appeared. Therefore, Bhagavad Gita existed in human society from the time of Maharaj Ikshvaku. Now, there is a <laughs> important um, comment here that Prabhupada made in one of his uh, lectures that Vivaswan was on the, on the sun planet. His son Manu, not exactly sure where he was, but then Ikshvaku was on the earth. And this happened at the beginning of Treta Yuga. Ikshvaku was on this planet in the beginning of Treta Yuga. Now the grandfather was on the sun planet, father was not sure where, either on earth or on sun or somewhere in between another planet. But then Ikshvaku was on the earth. So the, the family is descending from planet to planet, you know. And Prabhupada said that there was a perfect system of transmission of knowledge just like uh, a radio signal. That means interplanetary, you know, sometimes uh, in ISKCON now, they, it is important to understand all these things in our context. Because they say, after Prabhupada had left this planet, he cannot accept disciples. If he is in another planet preaching somewhere or if he has gone to Goloka Vrindavan, he, he cannot accept disciples here. Now, there is no such um, injunction in the, in the Vedas that it, the spiritual master, if he is on a different planet and his, his disciple is on a different planet, he cannot accept disciples. Here is a, is a perfect, um, you know, what is that, instance where the spiritual master was in, on the sun planet, then his son and, uh, and disciple as well, don't know exactly where, but then Manu's son, Vaivaswata Manu's son, Ikshvaku was on the earth planet. So the transmission of knowledge was there, either by direct talking or Prabhupada actually said in one lecture, just like radio signal was so perfect then, then perf that perfect knowledge was transmitted from planet to planet. So why he can't? Srila Prabhupada also preached the same thing. In fact, his books are already there. Whether Prabhupada is physically here in this planet or he is physically absent, his books will do the same job, right? How can we deny that? This is a point to be noted. Therefore, Bhagavad Gita existed in human society from the time of Maharaj Ikshvaku. Now, at the present moment, and then all this happened, Treta Yuga though. So, at Treta Yuga, the Ikshvaku was there. At the present moment, we have just passed through 5000 years of the Kali Yuga, which lasts 432,000 years. Before this, before this, there was Dvapara Yuga, 800,000 years, actually 864 to be exact. And before that, there was Treta Yuga, 1.2 million years, actually 1.296 to be exact. Around figures here. Thus, some 2,005,000 years ago, actually a little more than that, because 864, 
64,000 plus 96,000 is how much? 160,000. So, 2,165,000 years. To be very exact. This is a round figure. But, so, about 2 million years. So, that's about some 2,005,000 years ago, Manu spoke the Bhagavad Gita to his disciple and son, Maharaj Ikshvaku. See that? Ikshvaku was born at that time. In Treta Yuga. You know, that was stated in the Mahabharata, that shloka. So, 1.2, sorry, uh, yeah. Manu spoke the Bhagavad Gita to his disciple and son Maharaj Ikshvaku about 2 million years ago. 2.2,165,000 years. Here it is, round figure. Around 2 million years ago. Now, in our modern history, you know, millions of years ago, there were some, some dinosaurs. Some meaningless, you know, cruel creatures who do not have any knowledge, who just eat up everybody and anybody who come in their path. That kind of, you know, creatures existed in the million, millions of years ago. But no, not at all. We don't accept the theory of dinosaurs. That's how dinosaurs rule the planets. No, this is wrong. Always humans were there. Which is all thing they are speculating in their own ways. Uh, but we have information, so we have to stick to that. We have to understand that this is actual information. And this is how Srila Prabhupada actually presented. You know, when when he saw informations like this, and when it contradicted with what the modern scientists have had presented, he did not try to fit in his explanation to suit the modern science explanation and you know proudly tell the world that you know what our oh you modern science says this you know our Vedas also say this you know so our Vedas are also scientific we don't have to um, you know accept that it is a faulty thing anyway maybe some things get, they may get right but many things are faulty so if it contradicts challenge that challenge the so called science that's how Prabhupada took it that means his faith in the Vedas is so strong. Whatever Krishna says is true. And if it challenges the, you know, if it is contradictory to what science is teaching, then that is not science then. What is given by Krishna is science. That strength of conviction is, is what he wanted his disciples also to exhibit. And he wanted his disciples to challenge the scientists, you know, regarding the evolution of life. They said, oh, life com comes from chemicals. We are just made of, we are just a lump of chemicals. Are we just chemicals? Then the chemicals in the laboratory, why don't they have feelings? Why do we have feelings? If we are just chemicals. Why do we have thinking, feeling, willing? The, the chemicals in the laboratory don't have these things. So, life is not a combination of chemicals. That's why one of his Prabhupada students, uh, Saurabh Damodar, he, he was in the university, he was a professor, PhD. At that time, he was a student. And he came in contact with Prabhupada's movement and so this Nobel Prize winner, he was going around lecturing in universities uh, how life is a combination of chemicals. And he came to his his university also and he gave this lecture that you know, how all these amino acids or whatever, whatever he was calling this and then how life is formed from chemicals. Then after the whole presentation finished, there was a Q&A session, question and answer. So our Sarup Damodar, um, Prabhu, at that time Prabhu, now I mean, now he passed away. Then he became Sarupadamadar Goswami, I think. And then, um, of course, he became a guru after that. And a little bit unfortunate there. But um, he was, a, I mean, very bright student, you know. And then 
he asked him so you say that life comes from chemicals all right now you have named those chemicals now i will give you those chemicals can you produce life then he said um that i cannot say then why are you getting even nobel prize science means observation and experimentation where is your experiment you have said some theory where is the proof for that where is the practical proof for that and then there is nothing how can you just claim something like that he did not have an answer so we have to challenge this view points prabhupada actually set up uh, an institution called bhakti vedanta institute bi to combat the scientists and present to them the real science from the vedas he wanted to present like this the planetary systems the evolution of life i mean and the how life exists life comes from life and not from chemicals all these things he wanted his disciples to you know challenge the scientific community and show that our krishna consciousness is a relevant science it is not just some obscure faith business if you want you practice otherwise you know if you don't want you don't practice it doesn't matter it doesn't make a difference in the world no no not at all we are completely relevant we are, we are relevant in the field of science um astronomy we are relevant in the field of biology we are relevant in the field of sociology we are relevant in the field of uh, criminology or you know uh, diplomacy international peace in meetings everywhere we are relevant they they treat us as irrelevant but no we have the solutions it is just that we are not heard that's it our and we have to expect that this is kaliyuga kaliyuga this is how things are going to be but it's not that we give in we try our best to reach out in whatever way possible if, if we can exist we exist and push the message you know so manu spoke the bhagavad gita to his disciple and son maharaj ikshvaku the king of this earth planet 2 million years ago the age of the current manu is calculated to last some 305 million 300000 years this is considering the fact that he lives for 71 cycles of the four yugas so 4.32 times 71 that's about how much how long he will stay and that is a lifetime of one manu of which 120 million 400000 years have passed that means now it's in the 28th cycle of the four yugas of this seventh manu in the day of brahma in the day of brahma brahma lives for 100 years and his his 100 years are very very long and each day is 4.32 billion years long earth years It means 1000 cycles of the four yugas 4.32 million years is one cycle and 1000 cycles is one day of brahma and not the night just the day and similar time period is his night period and then again the next day starts like this so within one day of brahma 14 manus born take birth and die take birth and die. they they pass um tenure of 14 manus you know it, it, that span is the one day of brahma so in that in this day of brahma out of 14 now it is the seventh manu uh, and in the seventh manu if you divide 1000 cycles of the four yugas by 14 you will get 71.28 something like that so that is um that is why we get the 71 cycle that that number so 
in the 71 cycles in this for this manu 28th cycle is what we're going through now so 27 cycles have gone so when manu was born that is about 120 million 400000 years so when he was born when he was a kid at that time he was sent to this gurukul and you know his own father vivaswan actually taught him the whole um, bhagavad gita so you can imagine right at the beginning of manu's age manu's uh, life he already heard the bhagavad gita so that would have been 120 million 400000 years and he in turn gave the knowledge to his son ikshvaku some 2 million years ago so you see the father son how long they are living for one millions and millions hundreds of millions of years that is a demigod's life so accepting that before the birth of manu the gita was spoken by the lord to his disciple the sun god vivaswan a rough estimate is that the gita was spoken at least 120 million 400000 years ago and in human society it had been it has been extended for 2 million years it was re-spoken by the lord again to arjuna because sorry about 5000 years ago that is the rough estimate of the history of the Gita according to the Gita itself and according to the version of the speaker Lord Sri Krishna this is very authoritative um, history here of the Bhagavad Gita spoken by the speaker of Bhagavad Gita itself it was spoken to the sun god Vivaswan because he is also a Kshatriya and is the father of all Kshatriyas who are descendants of the sun god or the Surya Vamsha Kshatriyas because Bhagavad Gita is as good as the Vedas being spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, this knowledge is Apaurusheya, superhuman. And you see, Bhagavad Gita is as good as the Vedas. And actually in the Gita Mahatmya, in the fifth shloka, you see this? Fifth shloka. Bharatamrita Sarvasvam Vishnuvaktrad Vinisritam Gita Gangoda Kampitva Shira Punarjan Manavidya, I am chanting actually the Charnamrita Mantra, the last line. So, Gita Gango, the Kampitva, Punarjan Manavidya, you see, Bharatamrita Sarvasvam, Vishnu Vaktrad Vinisritam, Bharatamrita, Bharat means Mahabharat, Amrita, the nectar of Mahabharat, of all the, of the entire nectar of Mahabharat, Vishnu Vaktrad Vinisritam, the message that has come out from the mouth, Vaktrad means actually throat. So from the throat of Vishnu, Vinisritam, that, that Gita, Bhagavad Gita, Gita Gangodakam Pitva, Punarjan Manavidyate, anybody who drinks that nectar, that Ganges water-like um, words of Bhagavad Gita, Punarjan Manavidyate, he will not take birth again. See, one who drinks the water, of the Ganges attains salvation. So, what to speak of one who drinks the nectar of Bhagavad Gita? So, Ganga is coming from the feet of the Lord, and Ganga, uh, Bhagavad Gita is coming from the mouth of the Lord, but there is no difference between the feet and mouth of the Lord. So, it is the same. In fact, because it is knowledge, um, Bhagavad Gita is even more purifying than Ganga. It is said. So, Bhagavad Gita is the essential nectar of the Mahabharata and it is spoken by Lord Krishna himself, the original Vishnu. Gita Mahatmya 5. Now, in the 6th verse, you see another similar verse. Sarvopanishadogavo dogdhago palanandanaha 
वैदिक स्टेटमेंट्स इन शॉर्ट ईच उपनिषद स्टेटमेंट इज फुल ऑफ मीनिंग इट रिक्वायर्स लॉट ऑफ एक्सप्लेनेशन एंड कैन एक्सपैंड कैन बी एक्सपैंडेड इनटू ग्रेट लेंथ्स दैट्स व्हाई द वेदांत सूत्र वेदांत सूत्र वाज रिटन एंड देन द कमेंट्री ऑन द वेदांत सूत्र एक्सप्लेनिंग ईच ऑफ द सूत्रस वाज रिटन बाय व्यासदेव हिमसेल्फ दैट्स व्हाई इट्स कॉल्ड अ नेचुरल कमेंट्री नेचुरल कमेंट्री मींस व्हेन द ऑथर हिमसेल्फ कमेंट्स ऑन हिज ओन वर्क दैट इज कॉल्ड अ नेचुरल कमेंट्री व्हेन like many people do commentary on the bhagavad gita but the bhagavad gita was spoken by krishna but the commentary was done by somebody else that's not a natural con- uh, what is that um commentary natural commentary means when the same person does the commentary on his own work so vedanta sutra was written by vyasadev and he himself commented on it and that commentary in the is the um shrimad bhagavatam like जन्मादस्यतोन्वयाधिकोवारीमयो जन्मा of shrimad bhagavatam for 3 months 3 months he was speaking on the one verse that much it was it could be expanded just imagine how much it is compact in the in those janma adi asya yataha four words so upanishads are like that so bhagavad gita is the essence of all upanishads therefore it is called gita upanishad it is the essence of all the vedas and nice comparison is made that the gita upanishad is like the cow and lord krishna who is famous as a cowherd boy is milking this cow arjuna is just like a calf and learned scholars and pure devotees are to drink the nectar and milk of bhagavad gita so he is called gopala so taking care of the you know cows and he milk the cows so you see he is milking the cow of the vedas and that milk is the dugdham gitamritam mahat dugdham means milk गीतामृतम महत द नेक्टेर इन मिल्क ऑफ भगवद गीता सो बिकॉज भगवद गीता इज एज गुड एज द वेदर्स बींग स्पोकन बाय द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड दिस नॉलेज इज अपाउरुषे सुपर ह्यूमन पुरुष मीन्स ऑफकोर्स पुरुष मीन्स मेल पुरुष मीन्स द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड पुरुष ऑल्सो मीन्स द कंडीशन सोल बिकॉज ऑल दो वी आर प्रकृति we are actually female 
we are to be enjoyed by Krishna, but we are acting as a male, therefore we are sometimes addressed as Purusha when we are in this material world. An example is this verse, 13th chapter, 22nd verse, for example. Purushaha prakriti sthohi bhumte prakriti jan gunan karanam guna sangosya sada sadhyoni janmasu. Here the Purusha, you see, the living entity. But actually, Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bhajami. The original Purusha, the original enjoyer, Adi Purusham, he is Govinda. We are fake Purusha. We are actually not a real enjoyer. We are fake enjoyers. We are trying to enjoy, but we can't. It is like, you know, those women who try to be men, those, uh, uh, what do they say? Um, lesbian, something like that. So, that's exactly what we are doing. We are trying to be Purusha here. And Prakriti, Stha, being situated in the material energy. Because we are in the enjoyment mode, we are trying to enjoy here the resources of the material world. Therefore, the material world which is to be enjoyed by us, or that is our consciousness at the moment, that is our viewpoint at the moment. So, we consider that our resources of material nature to be Prakriti. To be enjoyed by us and we are the enjoyer purusha so that is our conception at the moment we want to lord it over the material world and purusha prakriti sthohi bhumte prakriti changunan karanam guna sangosya sada sadhyoni janmasu the living entity in material nature thus follows ways of life enjoying the three modes of nature this is due to his association with that material nature thus he meets with good and evil among various species of course this is uh, translated in this way but Prabhupada also explained in depth with Purusha and Prakriti and all these things. Why it is said like that. Although we were classified as Prakriti in the 7th chapter, 7th chapter, 5th verse. Apareyam itastvanyam vid prakritim vidhime param. You see, Apareyam itastvanyam prakritim vidhime param prakritim. Jeeva bhutam mahabaho yaye damdharyate jagat. Prakritim, energy. Energy means it is to be used by the energetic for the pleasure of the energetic besides this almighty oh Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mind which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material inferior nature so this is where um, our um, identity in this material world is explained like that so going back so apaurusheya that's why I, I went there. Purusha. Paurusheya means coming from a Purusha. Coming from a man or a human, mortal. Apaurusheya means not coming from a human being. A superhuman. Apaurusheya. <clears throat> but the Mayavadis translate this as Purusha means person. Apaurusheya means impersonal. This is their understanding. No, it is not coming from a person, a person, Purusha means a person, you know, and it is not coming from any person, it is impersonal, that is not the meaning, it is coming from, it is not a man-made thing, it is superhuman, it is not ordinary man-made stuff, no. Since the Vedic instructions are accepted as they are, without human interpretation, this is why they are called Apaurushaya, our human intellect should not be used to try to decipher the Bhagavad Gita. Never. We should just accept as Krishna gave it. Sarvameta dhritam manye yanmam vadasikeshava. 
Nahite Bhagavan Vyaktim Vidurdevana Danava. Arjuna is saying this. Ten dot fourteen of Bhagavad Gita. O Krishna, I totally accept as truth all that you have told me. Because there is no way I can use my limited human faculty or intelligence or whatever I have to kind to try to test what you are saying, to, to kind of um, check what you are saying. Just like today's verse, perfect example. He said, I spoke this to the sun god. How? How can I check? In fact, <laughs> Arjuna asked that question. Not that he was doubting Krishna, but he knew that people in the future, they would ask this question. Therefore, he said, but wait, 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 wait. You said you spoke to sun god, but sun god existed. And when he was born, it was like, how many years passed? And you are just my age. What are you, what are you saying? Four dot four. Arjuna Uvacha Aparambhavato Janma Param Janma Vivasvataha Kathametad Vijaniyam Tvamada Proktavaniti. He asked his question. Arjuna said, The sun god Vivaswan is senior by birth to you way senior I mean like millions of years ago how am I to understand that in the beginning you instructed the science to him you see then he says Shri Bhagavan Vacha Bahu Nime Vyati Tani Janmani Tavacharjuna Tanyaham Veda Sarvani Natvam Vetha Parantapa he said You are a great subduer of the enemy, Parantapa. But you, your intelligence is not enough to subdue knowledge of me. That's why the Lord is called Adhokshaja. Adhakrita Akshaja Jnanam. Iti Adhokshaja Smrita. That means, though, who, who, the Lord is called Adhokshaja because he cannot be subdued by our learning, by our mundane intelligence, by our, our study of scriptures or our logic. We cannot subdue, we cannot understand. Understand means what? Understand means what? That means now it is within our grasp. That means our intelligence. That's why they say, I can't get my head to wrap. Uh, I can't get my head to wrap around this. That means, what is that? <laughs> why they say like that? That means I cannot understand this. They say, I can't wrap my head around this. That means what? If you are understanding something, you are capturing it with your intelligence. It is, you are wrapping your head around it. That's why they say like that. That means, your intelligence has wrapped around that thing which you try to understand. But the Lord is infinite. How can you, you know, wrap the Lord with your intelligence? We can't. We just can't. So, that's why he said, <laughs> Krishna is actually slightly teasing him here. Natvametha parantapa. You are a great subduer of the enemy. Yes. But, you. That does not mean you can subdue me. You are asking this question like logically speaking and hey, you, are, you are junior to sun god and how is this possible that you spoke to him? How, how are you saying like this? Don't try to... So Krishna is telling him subtly don't try to understand me with your puny logic. You may be a subduer of the enemy but you can't subdue me with your understanding with your brain power. Of course, Arjuna ask this question for us because we would have those doubts because we are not having the faith in Krishna. Arjuna is Krishna's devotee, Krishna's friend, you know. He has complete faith but he is asking for our 
you know in the future so this conversation will be recorded and you know in the future people will have the answer when they have this question so personality of god has krishna said many many births both you and i have passed i can remember all of them but you cannot oh subdue of the enemy my dear <laughs> so and then he explains so that means what 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 does he mean by that just now many births both you and i have passed i can remember all of them but you cannot that means arjuna you are asking this question but you were also there when i was speaking to the sun god but you cannot you could not remember it i can remember it what i have done millions and millions and billions of years ago trillions of years ago i completely remember without a slightest loss in memory i remember everything but you cannot that's why he said 726 bhagavad gita vedaham samatitani vartamanani charjuna bhavishyani cha bhutani mam tu vedana kashchana o arjuna as the supreme personality of godhead i know everything that happened that has happened in the past all that is happening in the present and all things that are yet to come i also know all living entities but me no one knows so you also do not know me i can remember all of them but you cannot you have also been there you're asking this question now like you know you're doubting my statement but uh, you were also there but you could not remember then he explains why this happens why you could not remember why i can't remember next 4.6 ಅಜೋಪಿಸನ್ನಾಮಿಶ್ವರೋಪಿಸನ್ಪ್ರಕೃತಿಮಸ್ವಾಮಧಿಷ್ಠಾಯ್ಯಾಮಿಲೆನ
वेदेशु different but it's still the same it's not a, like we sometimes we had a lion's body sometimes we have now we have a human body so we have different different forms but you may say the lord also has different forms sometimes as a fish sometimes tortoise sometimes boar sometimes lion half man half lion you know looks all the you know he's also changing bodies right but no original transcendental form advaitam that means is the same original form achutam anadim anantarupam at the same time this is the inconceivable oneness and difference of the lord we can't even conceive how can be he be one and this multiple at the same time that is the lord if we can wrap our head around it that means he is not infinite right <laughs> he should be inconceivable that is the lord if he is not inconceivable then what kind of god is he hmm. so in this way we have to understand so the point is <laughs> wait a second yeah Now, Krishna, I accept whatever you are saying. Because there is no way I can check. Like in that fourth chapter, he tried to check but he cannot understand. He, so, the only way, Arjuna could, did not know how to verify other than to accept Krishna's words. There is no other verification. Krishna's words are themselves a verification of his own claims. You know? So, that is how we have to accept and that's why he says i'm saying this sarvametadritamanya yanmam madasikeshava you see i totally accept as truth all that you have told me because my intelligence i cannot wrap it around i have to just i have only one way to understand things that is to accept your instructions because it's not that i'm a fool maybe i'm a fool because i'm a human being yeah maybe my intelligence is not very good but even the demigods neither the demigods Now the demons, or oh, demons, how they can understand anyway? Oh Lord, can understand your personality. Even the demigods with their big intelligence, even Lord Brahma himself. Huh? You know what he said? Let's see what he said. Ten, fourteen, thirty-eight of Shrimad Bhagavatam. Jananta eva jananto, kimba hukya nama prabho, manaso vapusho vacho. वैभव तव गोचर हु से ब्रह्मा इज सेंग विथ फोर हेड्स यू नो हिज इंटेलिजेंस इज एटलीस्ट फोर टाइम्स आवर्स राइट बट नो हिज क्रिएटेड द एंटायर यूनिवर्स वी डोट इवन नो हाउ टू क्रिएट प्रॉपर प्लेन नाउ Sometimes crashing, and you know we have all. He has created the entire universe, and he has four heads, four huge brains, huge brains, and with those four huge brains, he is saying this. There are people who say, "I know everything about Krishna." Classic Hindu, you know, he will say, "Ah, yeah, Hindu, Krishna, I know, I know, Krishna, I know." What do you know? Brahma is saying, "Let them say what they want to say." You know, there are people who say, "I know everything about Krishna." Let them think that way. as far as i am concerned 
I do not wish to speak very much about this matter. He said, I don't want to speak about them also. Let them, let them say, you know, whatever they want to say, let them say. Let them be happy like that. I don't want to even convince them. I, they are so foolish. I mean, I don't want to speak very much about this matter. Oh my Lord, let me just say this much. As far as your opulences are concerned, they are all beyond reach of my mind, body and words. So, if the demi- greatest of demigods, he cannot understand. What Arjuna as a human being? Okay, Arjuna was a personal friend of Krishna. What we can understand? And we are trying to understand Krishna. No, we cannot understand him. We have to accept him. Then we will understand what he will say. What he is saying. We have to accept him. Uh, we cannot understand him. That is what Krishna consciousness is. That is what Arjuna is saying. Sarvameda Dhritamanye Yanmam Vadasikeshava Whatever you are saying, I am accepting. That's it. I have no other way to check, verify, I, what, what to speak of me, even the greatest, you know, demigods, they, can, they don't have the facility to do it. Just have to accept. And Krishna will not cheat us. He will not tell us some lie. Hmm? If he at all cheats, he cheats us in a good way. You know, like he stole butter, but that was all, you know, blessings. If he takes something from someone, for Krishna to take the butter of those gopikas, how much? I mean, we are trying to offer to Krishna some food, prepare nicely on a plate, and you know, prepare, and we are not sure whether the Lord will take or not. Therefore, we are making it sure that the tulsi is there, so the Lord, you know, now cannot say anything, but he has to take, and that too we are offering through the spiritual master. We are not saying that you know we are having this great devotion. No, we are just like, you know, please for my good fortune, please you accept this. At least, you know, my my consciousness will become purified by eating your remnants. You know, that is our... But there, they were churning but and Krishna personally is coming and stealing from them. How much fortunate they are. Whether we are not even sure whether Krishna will accept our offering. Actually, he will not accept. He is only accepting because we are offering through the spiritual master and the tulsi leaf is there on top. That's why he is accepting. It is not because of the... Uh, the merit of our cooking <laughs> is because of you know Radharani. She is cooking for him, and it, she doesn't repeat two dishes, dishes again. Every time newer and newer dishes she will cook. Where we can match all that? Where? So, but we're begging, please, my lord, please accept, please. Otherwise, I have no way. I have, I have, you know, I'm, I have nowhere to go. You know, please. There's our begging, you know. But he is going and stealing the butter. How, how fortunate they are. So, he is stealing. Everything is good. You know. So, he is cheating. You know, sometimes he even cheated, right? But his cheating is all good. For the good of everyone. So, even the Karna, for example, he asked Arjuna to, you know, and he asked Yudhishthira Maharaj to lie. And he asked Bhima to kill Duryodhan below the belt. Hit him below the belt. Although all these things are, you know, seemingly cheating, but they are not. When Krishna does cheating, that cheating is good. Cheating done by us is bad. We have the conceptions of good and bad. When Krishna does something, even if he kills, there is no bad in that. To die in presence of Krishna, is it, is it bad? Duryodhana died in presence of Krishna. Karna died in presence of Krishna. Yeah? Although he made them cheat and all that, you know, Arjuna. But still... 
Of course, that was tit for tat because they also cheated. But at the same time, they got, he gave them the opportunity to die before him. So when seeing Krishna, they're dying means you know how how fortunate they are. So everything about him is good. So he will never cheat us. His cheating will be he will make a trick and take over our material life and give us spiritual life. He will give us shelter at his own lotus feet. Then that will satisfy all our desires. So that kind of cheating he will do, but not any damaging cheating. So he will never do anything for our detriment. So when he is saying something, we have to accept it. That's it. That is real obedience. That is surrender. Hmm. It is apaurushaya and therefore it has to be accepted as they are without human interpretation. The Gita must therefore be accepted without mundane interpretation. The mundane wranglers may speculate on the Gita in their own ways but that is not Bhagavad Gita as it is. Therefore Bhagavad Gita has to be accepted as it is from the disciplic succession and it is described herein that the Lord spoke to the sun god the sun god spoke to his son Manu and Manu spoke to his son Ikshvaku. So this is the first verse. Now you may say it should not be accepted without any human mundane interpretation. Now you may say Prabhupada is writing purport there, you know, he is human. Nah. That's where we mistake. An Acharya should not be considered an ordinary human being who is coming in the disciplic succession. He has no faults of an ordinary human being. When we say human interpretation means we have the defects. With the defective perception, we cannot understand. We cannot understand. But Arjuna, although he was in the human form also, but how he understood? Because he accepted Krishna's words. He did not try to analyze Krishna's words, see whether they are right or wrong. If they don't seem wrong, right, then mm, Krishna, I think, you know, something he did wrong. No. He just accepting. That's it. That is when we actually will understand. So, a guru who is coming in the parampara system, he accepts and he repeats. And if the modern scientist or whatever worldview doesn't match, he sticks with the Vedas and he says that you scientists are wrong. That's what Prabhupada did. He said, you are wrong, scientists. He did not say, um, you know, like, you know, <laughs> you know, we Vedas also, you know, we also have the same, uh, this thing as science, you know, we are also scientific, you know, after all, we are not, it's like, you know, begging our way into acceptance. Please, please accept us. You know, we are also, after all, some science. You know, you see, we are also having the same thing that what you are having. So, how can you say it's not science? We are like begging to be accepted. It's Vedas. That's not how we should be. We should present them very authoritatively. And if something contradicts, tell them on the fa- face. This is wrong. It's like, um, among the stars and the moon. Uh, 10.21 of the Adityas I am Vishnu of lights I am the radiant sun of the Maruts I am Marichi and among the stars I am the moon you know if anyone would just not make much of a deal about the sentence because stars maybe you know they are shining at night so and the moon is the biggest shining object so that's why he said among the stars I am the moon but you see how Prabhupada took it very seriously among the stars, the moon is the most prominent at night and thus the moon represents Krishna. It appears from this verse that the moon is one of the stars. Therefore, the stars that twinkle in the sky also reflect the light of the sun. 
Whereas the modern science says the stars that you see in the sky, they are like different suns. The sun. But he is saying, no, among the stars and the moon. That means the stars that you see in the sky are like the moon. That means the moon is reflecting the light of the sun. That means the stars are also reflecting the light of the sun and they, don't, they are not self-illuminating objects by themselves. You see how seriously he took that sentence. So that is called evam yoveti tattvataha. To have that much faith in Krishna's words and not simply like, ah, it said because of this, because this is trying to again just, you know, mix with, merge with the scientific viewpoint. No, therefore, we don't, we don't do this. Like, you know, for example, another, another thing issue now is um, about this homosexuality and inclu- you know, all-inclusive society and kind of thing. We can't. We just can't accept that. Homosexuality means illicit sex. It's one of the many types of illicit sex. Only sex within marriage for procreation, that is legit sex. Others are illicit sex. So it is one of the forms of illicit sex. How can we condone that? So it is against. So whatever Shastra says, we will stick by it. Whether the world, oh, you are not inclusive, you are very sectarian, you are very narrow-minded, let them say what they want. Just accept everything means what? Let everybody do what they want. So in the name of so-called inclusivity, you know, inclusiveness or whatever, they're just allowing all kinds of sinful activities to go on. Hmm. So we have to take Sarvameta Dhritam Manye. Whatever you say, I accept. Krishna, you says among the stars or the moon, or oh, that means moon is one of the stars. Accept as you say. Don't try to interpret in this way, that way, twist and turn. Make dosa, you know, dosa. Sometimes here, uttapam. This way, that way, this way, the twist and turn. No, we are not making uttapam, dosa here. We are just accepting Krishna as he is giving us. That's disciple. Alright, so that is the end of our session. Let's see if you have any questions. We'll take the questions. Second, okay. Ah, four twenty fourteen. Okay, that verse which was one sixth four. Yeah, four dot twenty dot fourteen. This is the verse. See, Shashtam Amsham. See this word here? Shreya Praja, Shreya Praja Palanameva Ragnyo, Yatsam Paraye Sukrata, Shashtam Amsham. Shashtam Amsham means one sixth. Hartanyatha Hrita Punya Prajanam, Arakshita Karaharo Ghamati. To give protection to the general mass of people who are citizens of the state. Sorry, to give protection to the general mass of people who are citizens of the state is the prescribed occupational duty of a, for a king. By acting in that way, the king in his next life shares one-sixth of the result of the pious activities of the citizens. But a king or executive head of state who simply collects taxes from the citizens but does not give them proper protection as human beings 
as a result of his own pious activities taken away by the citizens and exchanged for his not giving protection, he becomes liable to punishment for the impious activities of his subjects. See this? It's how responsible a leader's um, position is. Um, next question by Bhakta Virendra. Which yoga did Krishna, Lord Krishna instruct to sun god who instructed it to Vivaswan Manu who in turn instructed Ishwaku? Was it Bhakti Yoga or Raj Yoga? <laughs> Same. Raj Yoga means the king of all yogas is Bhakti Yoga. So the real yoga is Bhakti Yoga. So whatever Bhagavad Gita, same Bhagavad Gita he spoke to Sun God means whatever is you find in the Bhagavad Gita now, that you will find there also. So ultimately the, the focus is on, the conclusion is that Bhakti Yoga is the highest and that is exactly what he spoke to the Sun God. Next, Bhakta Venkatesh. Do, to do all these, maybe king in these days should be devotee. Did Prabhupada encourage Hare Krishna devotees to become politicians then? Yeah, he was, you know, he was saying like that, you know, that wish, you know, there has to be the ruler should be a devotee and all that it has to come to that stage but nowadays it's all democracy so the people have to vote for a devotee you know and um, usually when i mean unless the devotee can bring the population up spiritually he should not even take that post because he will get the reactions of the the sins that they are committing so he should be extremely confident so for that we need to have a population who is completely ready to accept the principles that will be laid out by devotees. So therefore, a lot of groundwork is necessary. We need to educate the masses first. Because um, if we just promise something, not the real thing, but then something which is palatable to them, and once we, once they come in power, and then they impose this, you know, no, no sinful activities, then everybody will hate, and then they will impeach that leader. So therefore, first the population has to be educated on this. That's why our movement is grassroots education, like distribute books and make everybody connected to this knowledge and eventually when the time comes and you know, when it is ready for that, then it may be seen and everybody will value the position of a devotee leader and then they will actually vote for that person. So the masses have to be first educated. With or without diplomatic leadership, devotee leadership, of course if it is there, it is very beneficial but then even without it we will still go forward next question by Bhakta Virendra uh, the Vedic history starts with Kalparambha some 1.97 billion earth years ago however the modern historians disapprove the antiquity of Vedic history as mentioned by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita 4.1 verse that is sun god instructed to Vaivaswata Manu some 120 million years ago who then instructed to his son Ikshvaku at the beginning of Treta Yuga some 2.1 million years ago. Here he wrote 21,000 years ago, but no, 2.1 million years. Why do modern historians don't believe in the existence of ancient Vedic history? Ask them, no? Why they don't believe? Atheistic. Atheist. Devotee means like Arjuna. Sarvamethadrithamanya. I will accept everything you say. But non-devotees, then, you know, this is what happens. They won't accept. Huh? See, that's what I explained in the Bhagavad Gita 7.15. Seven or fifteen of Bhagavad Gita. Namam duskriti no mudha prapadyante narathama maya yapa hrtagyana asuram bhavamashritaha. 
those miscreants who are grossly foolish who are lowest among mankind whose knowledge is stolen by illusion and who partake of the atheistic nature of demons do not surrender unto me they don't surrender so why because in these categories next uh, question by vijay sharma prabhu from uk is the sun god vivaswan still the ruling sun god yeah yeah he will be until at least no, he will he will he will live longer than the manu the sun is going to stay until the end of lord brahma's day at the end of lord brahma's day then the sun will be um, you know gone it will be dissolved but until then it will be there so is it the same person who stays the entire the duration of the day of brahma i do not know maybe they they live for one day of brahma i don't know exactly how long the sun god lives for but now is is vivaswan that is there is already stated in the purport also uh, then next question by bhakta virendra iskon movement began with hippies who under guidance of shri prabhupad became vaishnavas and some of them were appointed as disciples or ritviks by shri prabhupad yeah these same ritviks then became gurus in iskon yeah many outsiders therefore call iskon a hippie movement because of which there are many problems after the disappearance of shri prabhupada and iskon um no 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 it, it doesn't matter whether they were hippies before but once they come become devotees then then um, they they are to be considered vaishnavas but then when they offend and go back to sinful ways then they fall down from the position because anybody who fails to worship the lord i mean we cannot really effectively worship the lord without worshiping the spiritual master first so as we see here 11.5.3 prabhupad quoted this many times ya esham purusham sakshad atma prabhavam ishwaram na bhajantya vajananti sthanad bhrashtah patantyadhah any members of the four varnas and four ashramas who fail to worship the personality of godhead the source of their own creation or who intentionally disrespect him will fall down from their position into a hellish state of life so that's what happens and that's why they fall back into those those propensities they are not following the orders of shri prabhupad and that's when everything goes astray um next question by vijay sharma prabhu since the manu is still ruling from some planet in the universe where is maharaj ikshvaku who was on the earth he's finished he's already <laughs> he's already gone his term was finished because he was an earthly ruler his lifespan was much shorter and uh, he had his descendants all the way to raghu dynasty raghu and then even below that and all the way ramachandra bhagwan I mean so many so he is the ancestor of ramachandra bhagwan way back that was he's all maharaj ikshvaku's time was already is already finished on the earth he was in the treta yuga in the treta yuga they live for 10000 years like that so that was his lifespan uh, next question by vimal krishna prabhu hari krishna prabhu if the sun is the origin of all planets within the solar system is it big bang theory <coughs> i know it's is this theory um no no we we don't subscribe to the big bang theory at all 
<coughs> this is totally i mean the whole creation is there in the sargo visargo uh, it is explained in the bhagavatam the creation and sub creation how it is all made so everything is explained there it's not exact no not not a big bang <laughs> definitely not a big bang there was no big loud explosion in fact the first sound that brahma heard was tapa the first words and he did not he could not even see the lord at that time and he just heard his words and then he engaged in tapasya and that's how he you know he saw the lord after that and brahma with his in, he was given the <coughs> intelligence how to create and then he used his intelligence to create it was not a bomb blast i mean if there is a big bang if there is a bomb blast that is a big bang right comparatively to on our scale but what happens when a big bang happens everything is destroyed nothing is created there whatever was created is destroyed in that big bang so where is even uh, an example where a, an explosion has created something so orderly that too so this is not a very good explanation otherwise i mean if i want to manufacture a car i would just set off a bomb in the factory and then cars will come out like anything you know no but no, it doesn't happen like that yeah, whatever cars are there will be destroyed by the big bang so it, it's not even it's not even there's no no basic logic even in that <clears throat> that big bang theory what does origin implies in the purport sun is the origin of all planets because the sun is the origin of life for all planets in that way because so all life of the different planets is maintained by the sun otherwise there would be no life on other planets so that that is what is meant krishna smaranam prabhu bhagavad gita is known to be the topmost leaf in the vedic tree please elaborate topmost leaf in the vedic tree i did not hear that statement in fact the vedic tree is a, is a tree that is upside down ऊर्धमूलम अधोषाखम अश्वत्थम प्राहुरव्ययम छंदांसि यस्य पर्णानि यस्तम वेद सवेद वित 15.1 भगवद गीता द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हैज सेड इट इज द इट इज सेड दैट देयर इज एन इम्पेरिशेबल बैनियन ट्री दैट हैज इट्स रूट अप रूट्स अपवर्ड एंड इट्स ब्रांचेस डाउन एंड हुज लीव्स आर द वेदिक हिम्स वन हु नोज दिस ट्री इज द नोवर ऑफ द वेदास so that is there but the bhagavad gita is known to be the well it is the essence of the whole vedas because the essence of the vedas is there in the mahabharat and in the mahabharat the essence of mahabharat is the bhagavad gita so it is it's a concentrated um, essence of the entire vedic literature uh, but then it is more elaborately explained in the shrimad bhagavatam nigama kalpataror galitam phalamidam the the ripened fruit of vedic tree just like um dharmam to sakshat bhagavat pranitam dharma means the words of god the order given by god and when god is personally speaking yes he he gave us the vedas yes but then that same person who gave us the vedas he is speaking one suppose if you um if an author of a book if you speak directly to the author 
he will know the ins and outs of the books and exactly the intention behind why he wrote this way and that way he knows and he explains he can summarize the book for you in 5 minutes so he knows the book in and out so that kind of um, thing so when krishna is speaking about his own vedas so that knowledge which he is summarizing that is the ultimate summary of all the vedas that's why it is the topmost book ajanya mataji question how moon becomes star i could not understand well krishna said in the 10th chapter 21st verse that among the stars i am the moon have you seen that nakshatranam aham shashi see this among the stars i am the moon that means moon is one of the stars just like among the fish i am the shark he says i mean shark is i mean what am i saying a, fi- a shark is a fish <laughs> i just mixed up two words so a shark is a fish among say for example um what is it like um, what, what is a good example like among the animals i am the lion he said that means lion is an animal among all the animals lion i am the lion he said so that means lion is one of the animals but the best animal or the most powerful animal like that king of the forest so among the stars i am the moon means moon is also one of the stars but the most prominent star that means moon is a star that's what he's saying i hope you understood that part ayappa prabhu hari krishna prabhu does lord sun resides in the sun planet or he resides in vaikuntha or any spiritual abodes no no on the sun planet he resides on the sun planet next question by bhakti najinya how can we say darwin's theory is wrong is all living beings were existing from origin of earth <laughs> of course of course what do you think you were subscribed to the darwin's theory you have to read proper books my dear <laughs> every living form is always there uh, it is not this this darwin's theory is never true yeah. one form changed to another no there was an evolution not of the body though of the soul's consciousness how much it is revealed revealed and revealed more and more one step by step as the soul goes to the next higher species the the covering of the modes is little bit reduced little bit reduced until it comes to human form where it's almost completely gone where we can actually access the spiritual knowledge and make a solution and engage in devotional service understand our relationship with god all these things are open to human life so but until then the coverings are little bit little bit removed as one climbs higher and higher each species so so the soul these all these species are already there the soul moves from this species and once it dies and then goes to the next species so next species like that the soul goes into all these things but the body doesn't morph into you know another when did you see a monkey give birth to a man and if it is natural selection and you know it adapted into man's form why the monkey is still existing 
if monkey has become a man so now only man should exist because survival of the fittest as he says natural selection and so that means the monkey's body was not fit enough so now it has morphed into human body that's his that's his theory by the way and then now if this is the most um this human form is the most um perfect form i mean developed form then why the monkey is still existing there are and you will never find monkey giving birth to a man or monkey giving birth to something that looks like a man between monkey and a man no there's monkeys and there are men and that's it always the case never was there a thing that they evolved into something no never next question by bhakta ayappa prabhu is there any verses in the four vedas that bhagavad gita shrimad bhagavatam is the essence of all vedas well just now i i, I showed that i showed that um sarva upanishad ugavo adi shankaracharya is saying that bhagavad gita is the essence of all the vedas and shrimad bhagavatam it is here 1.1.3 of shrimad bhagavatam itself sorry you see nigamakalpato tarur galitam phalam sukamukhadam ritadravasam yutam pibata bhagavatam rasamalayam muhuraho rasika bhuvibhavukah o expert and thoughtful men relish shrimad bhagavatam the mature fruit of the desire tree of vedic literatures it emanated from the lips of shri sukadev goswami therefore this fruit has become even more tasteful although its nectarian juice was already irresistible for all including liberated souls so it is a mature fruit of the desire tree of vedic literatures so it is the essence of all the vedic literature this is shrimad bhagavatam and adi shankaracharya's verse is there um glorifying the bhagavad gita and the gita mahatmya sixth verse sarva upanishado gavo you can find that in the introduction of bhagavad gita um ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾಂಡ್ in the bhagavad gita itself he says bhaktya mam abhijanati i can be known by only bhakti so he summarizing entire when krishna again is speaking the whole the author of the vedas is speaking himself vedanta krit vedavidevacham i am the knower i am the compiler of vedanta and i am speaking to you now so when he is speaking the author is speaking about his own book um, who is greater authority than that and therefore bhagavad gita is the essence of all the vedas and he made that accessible to everyone easily understandable language in a question and answer format hmm. well then the next question is ks subramanyam how can the existence of dinosaurs be explained according to shastra because the skeleton of such animals have been found <laughs> yes but you know what ha- what else has been found the skeleton of humans alongside the dinosaurs and which never which were never shown that's why there is a book called the forbidden archaeology by sadaputa prabhu um michael cremo his his karmi name so he actually did this very nice um book very thick book like this the the forbidden archaeology that means 
they just were, were showing that remains of fossils which suited their explanation of evolution of life whatever could not uh, fit into their theory they just rejected them they found human remains in the, in the same age of the, as the dinosaurs but, but so what are these dinosaurs see now everything and not only just so many things that they found they just showed one part and they called it dinosaurs now in kali yuga i don't know if i can take that verse out mujukunda was sleeping and he was sleeping for many thousands of years and krishna woke him up through this uh, kala yavana king and when he woke up he saw everything was dwarfed then he understood oh kali yuga is just around the corner big, that means in other yugas the sizes of everybody were very big humans and everything even trees and everything in fact it is said that at the end of kali yuga the cow will become the size of a goat it will shrink everything will shrink and the men the human sizes also will dwindle as we go on more and more uh, the size they will become like midgets like you know like dwarfs you know so at that time what used to be make probably lizards or what they are calling dinosaurs now they make up a huge deal out of it but it's just one of the you know subhuman species uh, and they reconstructed it but then their human form is also there but they never showed that selected so this is all manipulated so because we are not it will be if you are interested you can read that i didn't read the whole book but i just read a few chapters of it and few sections here and there i was interested at one point but now it's not much of an interest for me but if you are interested you can you can maybe there is an online version of it the forbidden archaeology and in other sequel to that he wrote another book called the human devolution the human devolution not evolution devolution that means degeneration of humanhood uh, mankind so we're not really evolved we are actually gone down we, uh, that means men used to be much more powerful much more qualified before and now in kali yuga we have become actually degraded so that is another book he wrote i had those two books actually but i gave it away to someone some devotee i don't remember but yeah that is how it can be explained <laughs> question <laughs> danavasur dinosaur is true danavas and asuras were dinosaurs i mean maybe may not be <laughs> i don't know but you know these things are there um so we don't have to exactly conform to what the scientists say much of what they say is nonsense just making us believe what they want us to hear so we should hear from krishna so let them live with their trend dinosaur whatever explanation it is we are not concerned because it was never given any importance in the vedic literatures so that means they were not such great overpowering rulers of the earth never were it was never there in the vedas so we have we have faith in the vedas they were not there at the time of the dinosaurs to tell what what the world was like then and they have no they may say oh we are fossil remains and we have our reservation about that if their evidence is dead bones our evidence is the living acharyas who are living in the disciplic succession and who have brought the science as it is without any change that is our evidence and if they want to believe dead bones let them do so we are not going to change our stance 
to accommodate what they said first of all they may what they said is not correct what is the proof that that is correct first why we are why we have to assume that that is the dinosaurs were correct in the first place and even if they were they were never a major player in the whole history never never in the vedas there was no oh, the big big animals came and you know they, they were ruling the earth never hmm. and moreover there are so many species like for example the vanaras of ramachandra's army they were not ordinary monkeys they were you know how powerful each of those um, vanaras were i mean they could you know carry they were each vanara had strength of many many elephants put together and sugriva had the strength of 10000 elephants and hanuman was immeasurable of course hanuman is totally divine but even the others they were very very strong many thousands of elephants strength they had there were those gorillas how can a gorilla have the strength of thousands of elephants they were not ordinary gorillas in fact they are residents of the kimpurusha loka it is stated in the fifth kanda that hanuman actually comes from the kimpurusha loka so those those creatures were also here so it could be well the remains of those creatures and sometimes we had you know um, birds and uh, creatures from other planets like you know garuda is a huge eagle you know from other planet of course he never died but you know we have references like that where there has been interplanetary travel and some of the species that we find here um that are um in other planets they used to travel to this planet but now they're not traveling or we cannot see them so there are not just only those those species which we know here there are also other species in other planets and they used to also travel here and um, you know that uh, vulture jatayu he was fighting with um ravan who very powerful vulture not ordinary vulture ordinary vulture what he can do you know but he was fighting with ravan so these are very powerful creatures not ordinary creatures so you never know what exactly they were but they were never definitely not dinosaurs that reference was never there in the vedas we don't accept that we stick by the vedas we don't have to think of conforming to the scientific so called scientific world view we don't have to that is called sarvameta dritam manye yanmam vadasikeshava that faith in krishna so um <laughs> so this so we have come practically to the end of um, or oh, there some other question are mermaids mentioned in the shastra well i don't know i don't know but there are kinnaras kimpurushas who are half animal half man kind of um, creatures so maybe may not be i don't know and then sanjay sukhdev is asking um what is that wait one second okay sanjay sukhdev is asking the gauri vaishnava are devotees who follow that tradition of vaishnava what happens to those other vaishnavas that are also extremely equally in spirituality can you say they are not devotees of krishna no we don't say that as long as they are following all the um you know teachings of the acharyas purely without any 
deviation, then he is a bona fide Vaishnava. Provided he comes in the four Vaishnava Sampradayas. There are four authorized Sampradayas. Brahma Sampradaya, Rudra Sampradaya, Kumara Sampradaya, Vishnu, um, Lakshmi Sampradaya. So, he has to come in this Sampradaya. If he is not coming in these Sampradayas, then that is not uh, to be taken as Vaishnava. He must come in a Sampradaya. No. Even though he may be worshipping Krishna, if he is not like um, coming from a Sampradaya, that is not accepted. He has to come from a Sampradaya because that kind of Worship of Krishna is a disturbance to society. It is not authorized way of worshipping Krishna. Hmm. But if they do come from other sampradayas and they are following strictly, yes, they are bona fide Vaishnavas. Why not? We don't say that. They are not. So, um, by the way, <laughs> this is a new mini studio setup that we started in our temple. It's just a makeshift studio in one of our rooms here. So it looks different. So we have different lighting and different setup. <clears throat> because sometimes as we are getting ready for the next phases of reopening of this community and society, eventually in the temple room there will be you know people coming in or something like that. And uh, so that's why and also we we have other plans on how to use this space for videos. So we're just um, testing it out and today was the first test. Uh, and what do you think? How do you think you like this setup? This is just what we're trying out. <laughs> and I thank you all very much for uh, your continued participation and support. All right. <laughs> no answers. Maybe you're not liking this setup actually. Oh, really nice lighting. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Alright, we will end it here. Bhagavad Gita ki jai. Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Ananta Kodi Vaishnava Vrinda ki jai. Nitai Gaur Primanande. Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna. Oh, yes, it's good, nice, and bright. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that you're all liking it. And um, just a little, little tweaking here and there to serve you all better. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.